The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> is a special midweek edition of the EPL show. The EPL show is here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, who you can follow on Twitter at the SGP Network. We are coming off the back of a decent Premier League weekend where we nailed Parlay and Dog, but did not nail the lock. The lock run goes to 13 and 4. However, let me just get this out there to start with. When I didn't nail the lock if somebody had told me that the manager who would be sacked from Southampton and Manchester United drawing that game, I would have put my money on Jose Mourinho and I would have given you very short odds on it as well. So somehow, off the back of Southampton getting a very good draw against Man United, I know they were 2-0 up, but they played really well at the beginning of that game and they played better in the second half and looked more likely to win. Our lock never really looked like catching until Southampton switched off for the last 15 minutes of the first half and Man United scored two goals. But the result of that is the Southampton manager, Mark Hughes, has been sacked. Now, I came on the last podcast and I said his sack was inevitable. So obviously, this sort of makes it look like I know what I'm talking about, which should be obvious from the statistics that we've put out this season in terms of how we are doing on this podcast. 13 in four locks alone tells you that we are killing it. But even I could not predict that they would get rid of Hughes this early, especially off the back of what has to be seen as a positive result. Unless... Manchester United are now considered such a pile of shit that internally Southampton were expecting to actually win that game. Or maybe it's solely down to the fact that Manchester United went 2-0 down and were allowed back into that game. Nevertheless, Southampton have no manager for this upcoming game and that will give you already a strong indication as to where my lock is going to be going because as you guys know from listening to me, for over a year, I will always lean towards a team with a new manager coming in, but I'll always fade a team who are using a caretaker manager. And that is a situation Southampton in at the moment with a tough running. Any manager who's smart, who's interested in taking this job, won't be taking this job in the next couple of games at least because Southampton's running is absolutely horrendous. I'm going to try and bring it up here because we're on the subject. I'm going to try and have a look 
at the running that Southampton have so you can get an idea as to what I'm talking about and why this isn't an appealing job for somebody right now. So they start at Spurs this week, this midweek. Already that's going to be my lock because there hasn't been any line adjustment for this and Spurs are available at 1-2. to two. They themselves had a terrible result against Arsenal. That was our lock where they not only lost, they looked like they could have lost by 8 or 9. Arsenal was so much better than Spurs and 4-2 actually flattered Tottenham in the end. So they've got Spurs up next at Wembley Stadium. After that, over the Christmas period, they will have to face Chelsea, Arsenal and Manchester City. Now, the only saving grace could be that in between that, they have two games against Cardiff and Huddersfield, who most of you know, I think, are the worst two teams in the league. But they are away games. They are the absolute epitome of six-pointers. And Southampton will have to, have to win those games. And they will have to get a manager in who is able to get a win at Cardiff next Saturday. He's probably going to be expected to not pick up anything at home to Arsenal. And then he will have to get a win away to Huddersfield. After that, again, expectations will be lowered. I mean, West Ham at home, they could win. But 29th of December, they host Manchester City. 1st of January, they go to Chelsea. Um, Looking even further on, 12th of January after the FA Cup games, they come back and play away to Leicester. And then... Everton on January the 19th and then Crystal Palace on January the 13th is the next winnable game after that West Ham game that they have at home and then of course those two away games to to Cardiff and Huddersfield so half of the games I would say Southampton are playing in the next eight it's going to be pretty difficult to see them getting anything so the timing is quite weird you would have thought that you would have got Mark Hughes through those games and then looked at the January 30th game against Crystal Palace as a must-win situation. But they're acting quickly and they're looking to win at Cardiff on Saturday and um, against Huddersfield a couple of games off. So this Tottenham game that's happening that we're going to cover hopefully looks like a write-off because we are going to lock it up. It happens tomorrow. So I'm going to fly through um, Tuesday's games because Tuesday's games... I have got strong leans against my two favourite teams to bet against and that hasn't really worked out for us recently because Huddersfield and Cardiff have been doing a lot better. Bournemouth host Huddersfield. Bournemouth have lost the last four. They're 8-11 to to win this game. 13-5 to the draw and 9-5 to on Huddersfield. Huddersfield managed to um, get beaten from 1-0 up by Brighton at the weekend that pretty much tells you that they are one of the worst teams in the league because Brighton's away record is terrible and I think Brighton by picking up wins like that will be completely safe this season Brighton's actually the next team I'm going to cover Brighton versus Crystal Palace but for this game Bournemouth on the slide perfect team to play against Callum Wilson a must pick for your fantasy teams possibly even captain potential I'll also be looking at Brooks and Joshua King I'll be looking at defenders but for this podcast where we primarily focus on the betting angles the betting angle on this is Bournemouth at a decent price of 8-11 to 11. up next Brighton versus Palace where both teams are 7-4 to, to win and the draw is 2-1 to one. 
So this is a real, real toss-up. Palace are a better team away from home. Um, if you don't live in England, you might not know that this one is considered a derby and a rivalry. These two teams are in close proximity to each other. So this is considered a rivalry and possibly the biggest rivalry that Brighton have. They Brighton sit 11th in the table, Palace sitting 14th. Because this is a rivalry game, I think it'll be a tight game. I think it's bragging rights on the line. I don't think it'll be anywhere near as open as Arsenal versus Tottenham at the weekend. It will more so resemble something like Liverpool and Everton without the chances. Therefore, I'm going for a pick that did okay for us at the weekend. I'm going to go for under two and a half goals. Up next, West Ham against Cardiff. Cardiff off a win. So I like fading them here at West Ham, who are also 8-11 to 11 like Bournemouth were. Cardiff 19-5, 14-5, the draw. West Ham don't do great in their own stadium, but I do think that they'll be able to beat Cardiff. For fantasy picks, look at the likes of Marco Anatovic and possibly even Javi Hernandez is likely to keep his spot after scoring two goals at the weekend. As West Ham got quite a surprising victory against Newcastle by three goals to nil. It did look like Newcastle would sort themselves out. Maybe this was just a momentary blip. Up next, the final game on Tuesday, Watford host Manchester City, where Watford are sliding down that table predictably. So, uh, 8-1 to one to win this game, 9-2 to two to draw, and 3-10 to ten on Man City. Put your hand up if you got fucked over by Pep Guardiola's team selection on Saturday. Yes, I have my hand up in the air right now because John Stones, Riyad Mahrez, Sergio Aguero... And David Silva were all dropped for this game. Sergio Aguero was the most captain player of the week. So everybody ended up getting stuck with their vice captain. And the most vice captain player of the week was Mo Salah. Um, the player, obviously, that we should have gone for was a Bamiyang, But nobody was to know that at that point. Uh, the obvious captain choice this week, if you can get him in, would be Harry Kane or go back to Sergio Aguero. Because I think Sergio Aguero and Silva come back into this team here. Obviously, I'm taking Man City to win this game. Watford are on the slide. Watford's last home game was a 3-0 defeat against Liverpool. And uh, if Liverpool can score three there, I think Man City will be able to score three there. My tip for this game is Man City to win and over two and a half goals in this game, which is available at a relatively generous price of four to five. Moving on to Wednesday's games here in the EPL, Start with Burnley against Liverpool, where Liverpool are one to four favourites against a Burnley team who are bang out form. Eleven to one on Burnley and nineteen to four on Liverpool. Uh, sorry, on the draw. Um, I'm going to go for Liverpool to win this game. Obviously, um, Burnley haven't been scoring recently at all. They were terrible again at the weekend. So the only logical pick here to go for is to continue riding this trend until it doesn't bear any fruit and that's Liverpool to win to nil and the bookies are going to continue giving it to us at even money so we're going to continue to take it especially against weak teams it was a bet that would have cashed for you at the weekend against Everton it was a bet that would have cashed for you if Liverpool played against Watford and as I said Burnley are playing very poorly at the moment not only did they lose convincingly at the weekend to Crystal Palace 2-0 a team who before Burnley turned up didn't even score from open play but they were absolutely dominate. Any report that I've read suggests that Palace could have won this by six or seven. So I'm definitely going to fade Burnley here and I don't think they're going to score. Up next, we've got Everton versus Newcastle where Everton are four to seven favourites. Newcastle five to one and 14 to five is the draw. 
yes, for me, Everton are a team who I'm interested in getting into my parlay this week. Um, we may have a substantially bigger parlay than we usually do this week because I can't see past Tottenham and I can't see past Everton bouncing back from the Merseyside derby defeat. And at the same time, Liverpool and Manchester City go on the road in games which I expect them to win relatively easily. In addition to that, I still think that uh, West Ham and Bournemouth are definitely going to pick up wins as well. So, I mean, I could give you something as big as a six-teamer, but I want to make sure that it hits. So I may just keep it down to the three as usual, but lots and lots of parlay opportunities here. Lots and lots of games are like, lots of good situations. And uh, I think Everton are in one of them, Newcastle, look like they've taken their foot off the gas, look like they feel safe after a few wins, are very complacent at home to West Ham, and Everton will be just very angry going into this game. They were as good as Liverpool for large periods of that game yesterday in the Merseyside derby, and they'll feel hard done by, and they'll feel like coming home and putting a decent performance on and beating Newcastle. Fulham against Leicester is next, where Claudio Ranieri faces his old team, Fulham are two to one underdogs at home, five to two to draw, and thirteen to ten on Leicester. Leicester are becoming under two and a half goal specialists at the moment. That is another bet to cash for us this weekend as Leicester won by two goals to nil. It's difficult to score against Leicester, but Fulham games always seem to produce goals. So this one is very difficult for me to call because we've got one team that games producing a ton of goals where their games are producing a ton of goals and we've got one team whose games are not producing hardly any goals so it's difficult to know where to sit from this and it's difficult to sit anywhere in in terms of who to take as a winner as well do you go with Leicester a team who are kind of in that mid-table position no way going down but no way going any higher than where they are they're sitting in eighth place Seventh will be their seeing, but I think that belongs to Everton this season. And you've got Fulham at the bottom of the table who have got a lot more to play for, but are not as good on paper as Leicester. I think this one has the makings of a draw, but to make it bettable for us, I'm going to take Fulham on the double chance at four to six to avoid a defeat here against Leicester. And Claudio Ranieri avoids a defeat against his old side, who sacked him after winning the Premier League. Three more games to go. We've got Wolverhampton Wanderers hosting Chelsea where Wolves are on a massive decline, only taking one point out of the last five games, losing to everybody, including Huddersfield and Cardiff. That's really, really poor considering where I think Huddersfield and Cardiff are going to finish in the league this season. Wolves are 18-5 to to win this game, 11-4 to to draw and 5-6 to on Chelsea. Chelsea would have lock potential for me if there wasn't so many other bettable games on the board this week. So I'm going to go for Chelsea to win this game. I'm going to keep it nice and simple. I don't think this is the spot where Wolves come off this run. Not at all. Up next is Arsenal travelling to Manchester United, where Man United are the 13-10 to 10 favourites to beat Arsenal at home. Arsenal unbeaten in 19, a 2-1, to one and 5-2 to two to draw. As a Man United fan, I don't understand how 7th place in the Man in Man United, seventh place Man United, who are nowhere near the top four, are favourites to beat Arsenal in the fourth, unbeaten in 19, haven't lost since a 3-2 defeat against Chelsea way back in August, not seeing this price, this is definitely a dog, 
a barking dog, a loud, loud, loud barking dog. That's what Arsenal are in this one. For the official pick, I'm going to take Arsenal on the double chance. I think Jose Mourinho has to be the next manager to go. The double chance is available here at four to seven. But I think it's pretty clear where my underdog play is going to be later on. It's going to be against my own team. It's going to be on Arsenal to win this game because at the moment they are not only a better side than Man United in terms of form, they are a better side than Man United on paper because the way some of these Arsenal players are playing, they would easily get into the Manchester United team. There's nobody in the Man United team that would keep out Lacazette, Aubameyang, uh, Torreira is better than Matic and Pogba at the moment. He's playing unbelievable. Hector Bellerin is better than whoever we want to play at right back, be it Ashley Lung and Anthony or Anthony Valencia. Um, in addition to that, they're getting good performances now out of Granit Xhaka. He's not just a moron running around getting himself a yellow card every game. He's he's playing decent passes. He's winning the ball back. He's covering a lot of metres every single game. So I don't expect Man United to win this game. And I do think that Chelsea, uh, sorry, that Arsenal are a live underdog in this game. The last game, we gave it quite a lot of time at the start. I'm going to this game, actually. I'll be trying to watch Man United versus Arsenal on my phone, but I do get free tickets to Tottenham at the moment because my dad is in the Wembley Traders Association. My dad's bar is right by Wembley Stadium. So I'm going to make the most of free football while I can. I do think Tottenham will be leaving Wembley around about February. Contrary to early reports, I do think Tottenham are going to be out of Wembley by February. It was speculated that they might be there to the end of the season. While they're there, though, I do think that they are going to win most of their games because the likes of Liverpool and Man City have already come to Tottenham and won. So I do expect Tottenham to be home bankers throughout the rest of the season. And especially in this game where they're playing a Southampton team without a manager. And as I said, surprisingly, if you put this on Odd Shark or Odds Checker here in the UK and you have a look at Tottenham against Southampton, you are able to get this within our price range. You are able to find Tottenham at one to two to beat Southampton. I don't know why, but I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just going to lock it up on the show for you guys. Tottenham are the lock. And I don't just think they're going to beat Southampton. I think they're going to beat Southampton by three or four. I would load up with Tottenham players in your team here, especially defenders, because I don't think Southampton are going to score. And uh, Harry Kane is a must, but it's difficult to go with midfielders because you don't know if it's going to be um, t- uh, Lamella, Lucas Moura, Ericsson, Ali, Song. You don't know the ones that are going to play. The only advice I could get give you if you're desperate for Tottenham players in your midfielders, look at the ones that didn't play the last game because he's likely to rotate in what should be a very easy game here. So move on to the lock dog parlay. You know the lock is going to be Southampton. You know the dog is going to be Arsenal. And as for the parlay, simply because I don't like double dipping my lock into my parlay, Tottenham are not going to be in it. So the Everton pick that I gave you earlier is going to be accompanied with Liverpool and Manchester City, as I think the top two continue to win. Uh, £100 or $100 on this one returns you 260 on the dot. So you're getting just over 6 to 4 plus 150 on that parlay. I really like the one. As I said, feel free to swap in and out. Um, it'd be interesting if you're a member of lockbetting.com what I give out because I didn't give out much this weekend. I did give out a very nice double on Sunday, which was Arsenal to avoid defeat. 
and Liverpool to beat Everton. That one paid out nicely, £126 profit for LockBetting.com customers. I think I'll be getting more involved with these midweek fixtures because... I do have strong leans towards a lot of these games, be it winners, be it over-unders. <clears throat> There's all sorts that I'm interested in. And of course, as I said, do not neglect your fantasy teams this week because there are a lot of teams that I expect big performances from. I expect Sergio Aguero to go straight back into the Man City team. I expect David Silva to go into the Man City team. Um, maybe Raheem Sterling might get a rest for this game. We might see Mahrez and Sane playing. I think Mo Salah has to be kept in your Liverpool team. I think Richarlison has to be in your Everton team. I think that uh, you have to load up on Spurs players if you can. Harry Kane is a must. And Callum Wilson is a must as Bournemouth host Huddersfield. So... That concludes this bonus edition of the EPL show, this midweek edition. Don't forget, games are starting on Tuesday. I will be popping on to the normal edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast on their NFL show to give an update on the lock-off of Ryan Kramer. Just to let you guys know, I am winning that 4-2. My locks are 4-1, and one, and Ryan is 2-3. and three. And The only reason I'm 4-1 and one is because I was made to give a really, really early lock on the Cincinnati Bengals on Thanksgiving and I didn't know AJ Green wasn't going to be playing that game so really as far as I'm concerned I should be 100% don't forget to check out my website for my official picks lockbetting.com last month we officially closed with a profit of £2,293 if you go to the website it costs you absolutely nothing to look there are some free picks on there and there is the P&L on there you can see the P&L for November. You can see the P&L for October. You can see the P&L for September. It's all legit, and it's a community. It's a community website where if I posted a P&L and the actual members on there didn't see it, there would be a comment at the bottom going, where was that bet, and how come you've put a $200 stake there when when initially you put down 100 or something like that. It would be picked up on in seconds. These people are betting these bets. This is legit. Lockbetting.com is the most legitimate tipping site that there is because it's a community site. It's not me handing out my picks and then going on YouTube and pretending that I win at 70% or something like that. I actually do win at over 70%, and it's all there. It's legitimate. For you guys that listen to the, the boxing podcast as well, you listen to my NFL lock dog parlay. You know I landed a dog, the Baltimore Ravens. You know my lock, the New England Patriots, came sailing in. You know my lock for Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder was to, for the ninth round to start. It was over eight and a half rounds. I knew the fight would go over eight rounds, and that's exactly what happened. That was the main bet. If you'd been a member of LockBetting.com and you'd bet on the undercard of those fights, you would have made even more money because we ended up going four and two. And one of those winners was a big two-to-one winner of Luis Ortiz to win in rounds five to uh, in round six to ten at two to one. He won in the tenth round, so cashed right at the last minute. But as I said doesn't matter how you win you just need to win and hopefully that's what you guys do off the back of this podcast so i'm going to close out right there i'll be back with the epl show at the weekend as always good luck with all of your bets and thanks for listening
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.